0: Well hello and welcome to Gunsmokin', my foolish attempt to watch and review all 635 episodes of TV's Gunsmoke, a show I have now seen one episode of um, and have never been encouraged to watch. This is an excellent plan because uh, nobody under the age of 75 still watches it and it's really not streaming, so even if you wanted to follow along, you would have to buy DVDs. Uh, There are no downsides, and I expect the fame and fortune to roll in um, very, very shortly.
1: I'm willing to give
0: it mm, five or ten episodes before uh, I start making that retirement money. But we're on to episode two. So episode two is called The Yellow Boots, and we open in a similar way to the first episode after, of course, our uh, opening credits where Marshall Dillon once again, uh, shoots that dude right in the face. Um, He dies off camera, we have the credits, and then we have a man out riding his horse. Similarly, uh, similar to the first episode, he runs upon an old man out by a campfire, a man who uh, has no name, starts harassing him and going through his stuff. And he uh, accuses the old man of being a prospector. The prospector, or I guess more appropriately, the accused prospector, says, stay out of my stuff, which is appropriate, and the correct response. And uh, in response, our man on horse shoots the shit out of the prospector. Um, Kills him right out there by his campfire. And then goes through his bags of stuff. One big bag contains a bunch of potatoes. Another big bag contains a bunch of flour. And then the third bag contains something else that isn't gold. I don't remember if they show it or not. Our uh, our murderer is very disappointed. And uh, comments that it was a waste of good ammunition. Heads out. And then we see a lady coming out to a pump Um, she's washing her face and who should ride up but our unnamed murderer he sees her and asks her for a water for his horse and she says that's fine he calls her ma'am and uh, she makes it very clear that it's not ma'am it's miss um and within the first i don't know 50 words 30 words uh she explains that she's single and an orphan Uh, she offers our criminal a job and he responds by saying he's looking for something else that's not a job um with sort of some heavy uh implication she gets giddy and uh he introduces himself as frank cassidy now he says that he's got uh, quite a ride back into dodge so she tells him to uh, go put his horse up in the barn and she'll make him dinner. Uh, she is making it very clear that she is trying to change her relationship status on old-timey Facebook. Um, and he is totally happy to play along. He, uh, he asks uh, if, if he can stay the night and she says, yes, I've got a bunkhouse out back that you can stay in. Um, you know, this is the. This was made in the '50s, so they were, He wasn't going to get to stay in the house. Uh, she is smitten with this dude. It is. It is made very clear that she is ready to go. Um, we cut to the next morning, and she is cooking some flapjacks on the griddle, and he rolls in and is clearly trying to close the deal. Uh, I added in my notes here that I want some pancakes now because I do. I love pancakes. Anyway, in walks her brother, who has not been mentioned uh, thus far. His name's Leroy, and the two men start sparring a bit. A little verbal altercation. Leroy uh, doesn't seem to like Frank. And Frank decides he's had about enough, and he heads out. Beulah chases behind him. Um, trying to get him to stop and turn around and he just won't have it and off he goes so she walks back in the house she's talking to Leroy Leroy says that uh Frank you know Frank was probably just going to use her he was just going to marry her sell the farm and then leave her in a ditch and uh she doesn't appreciate that she uh she calls him a pig and then out of nowhere, we have a slap to the goddamn face. Just a clean smack from Leroy. Apparently this show uh, is pro-hitting women. Anyway, he tells her not to call him names. And we, we cut. Uh, and we go back to Dodge. Now, she's pulling into Dodge. and We're focused on the marshal and Chester, his, his sidekick. And they're talking about her appearance, which is, you know, a little bit rude. Um, But while they're doing that, a couple random guys, uh, they go by the name of Jake Welch and Henry Head. They start fucking with her horse. She gets mad and starts to push him a little bit. And then they grab her. And it looks like there's about to be some um, more man-on-woman violence. But the beautiful Marshall intervenes and tells them to go kick rocks. We cut to a campfire, and around the campfire are our two goons, Welch and Head. Now, they see Leroy coming up the hill, and he's a little bit curious about what they're doing since they're on his land, Uh, and they just walk up to him and strap a gun on him and tell him, buddy, it's time to go. He does not seem to get the point. And while he is filibustering, one of them counts to 10, pulls the gun, and just shoots him dead right there. That is now our second murder of the episode. Uh, that's. Our body count is currently up to seven in the first two episodes. Um, so they kill Leroy, or, uh, yeah, Leroy, and uh, make a comment that he's not much of a not much of a fighter but he's dead and that's what they get paid for so we got ourselves a couple of old-timey hitmen now we now have a brief scene uh where the hitmen go buy some new boots and uh, chuck their old boots in a barrel uh they're described as yellow boots by the bum who picks them up but the show is in black and white so i just have to take his word for it um I have a feeling the boots are going to come back into play. Now, the marshal is in town, and he is at the Bootsmith's doing a little detective work. Doing a little goddamn Batman uh, work. We get a lead. The Bootsmith says, I did sell a couple guys some boots, and uh, in fact, I happen to know where they're staying. They have, a, they have a room at the old hotel. So, the marshal decides to go visit the hotel, And uh, interrupts Head and Welch as they're chatting about their plans for the evening. Rolls into the hotel room and they proceed to have a little cat and mouse. uh, You know, I know that you know and you know that I know but we can't say it out loud sort of deal. Um, After that the marshal leaves. So we now cut to evening. Evening. And our two gunmen are out looking for the boots that they threw away, trying to cover their tracks a little bit. No luck, so they just give up and decide to go drinking. We now cut to the next day. Beulah uh, is in mourning, and Frank shows up to offer his condolences. He is still trying to make things happen with her, and she is making it very, very easy. Um, She says that she needs someone she can trust and talk to, which is um, quite rich. We move on from there, cut to the night. Our bum who found the yellow boots uh, begs a coin off the marshal for a drink and tells him that he's his friend. We now enter the saloon. Now folks are drinking, and Frank Cassidy calls for a toast Uh, And the purpose of the toast is to celebrate his engagement. At a table in the saloon, the Marshall and Kitty are talking. And uh, we have another will they, won't they moment. Dylan says he didn't know there were any single women left in Dodge to get engaged to. And uh, Miss Kitty says, oh, you didn't, huh? And looks at him significantly. My note here says this show is going to kill me. Uh, But we get another clue. Marshall Dylan goes over to introduce himself to Frank Cassidy. Kind of get a feel for what's going on and uh, asks him how long he's been engaged and where he's from. Cassidy says he's been engaged for about four hours and uh, he came from Scott City. Now, Scott City is a real town in western Kansas, so good job to Gunsmoke. But he says he left on Monday about a week ago. Dylan says, thank you for your time. And he leaves, goes back to hang out with Miss Kitty. And uh, he explains to Miss Kitty that the man who we saw get murdered in our opening scene, uh, well, he was killed on Monday just south of Scott City. And we fade to black. Now, we're back on the farm when we come back from commercial. And Marshall, Dillon, and Chester pull up on their horses to have a conversation with Beulah. The marshal goes inside and Chester stays outside to, I don't know, fuck around. He, he doesn't have a lot to do in this one. The marshal explains to Beulah that Frank was known as a bad dude in Scott City. He had uh, sent off a telegram and had just gotten back the results. Said that Frank killed the guy a few months back, um, but he got off on self-defense. She, as you might imagine, doesn't appreciate the insinuation, and she starts to get a little bit riled up. Uh, The marshal says, please don't get married. Uh, until we get a chance to clear this up. And she says, fuck you. I mean, obviously she doesn't say that. It's the 50s. But she tells him in no uncertain terms that she intends to get married. And he says that he is going to get a court order to keep her from getting married. uh, At which she flips her shit and threatens to shoot him with a shotgun unless he leaves her property. So she is desperate to get married. Now, I don't know what the circumstances are in which you can get a court order to keep a marriage from happening. I don't know if that's just old-timey law. I don't know if it's still current law. Uh, if you know, then send me an email at podcast at gmail.com. And there's the first mention of the email address. Uh, I don't know. But what I do know is that for the sake of this show, it is a possibility And uh, she flips her shit, kicks him off the property, and we are halfway through. So night falls, and uh, our two gunmen roll back through the property. And now we begin to see the plot twist. She offers them another job. That's right. Frank was not responsible for killing her brother to get her property. She put the hit out on her brother, and... I mean, he did smack her in the face, so it kind of warranted. But, uh, you know, you you would like to see maybe a little therapy first, I think. Anyway, she's putting out another hit, <clears throat> and this hit is on the marshal. So she is uh, desperate for a man, but she knows how to get what she wants as long as it's getting someone killed. She seems to have a tough time getting a man. Um we now cut to the next morning. Beulah and Frank are eating breakfast in what uh, I assume to be Delmonico's. Uh, it's not named, but I believe that is the main eating uh, eating establishment in the town. And Frank is pushing her very hard to set a date for the wedding. She keeps kind of pushing him off and trying to get him to back off and explains that uh, Marshall Dillon thinks he's a killer. She says she disagrees she doesn't think he's capable of it which is kind of funny um because he totally did and has but also she knows he didn't kill her brother because she got her brother killed and uh, the marshal thought he might be responsible for that so that's kind of a nice little nice little twist there we fade out though frank agrees that uh, he'll he'll trust her and and uh Everything will be all right, and she'll make it happen. We now uh, cut back to the evening, and the two hitmen are scoping out the barn that the marshal has just walked into um, when Chester follows him in. They debate briefly whether or not just to kill them both, um, but they decide that this is not the most opportune moment, and they'll ambush him later. The marshal and Chester head out for dinner unmolested. We cut to the marshal walking the town drunk, um, the same bum we've seen a couple times now, out of the bar. Uh, sends him on his way home, and the p- previously mentioned ambush is sprung. Many shots are fired, but fortunately, they all miss. And uh, Dylan does some investigating, but doesn't find anything. But the day is saved. He, he's uninjured. We now cut to the morning, and we have a small comic relief scene between Chester and Doc. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a running thing. And then, after the comedy is concluded, uh, we cut to Delmonico's again for breakfast. Chester, Marshall, and Doc are finishing up. On their way out of the restaurant, Frank Cassidy shows up and says to Marshall Dillon, basically... um, I heard you've been talking shit about me. And I'm not going to stand for that. So let's have a duel right here. Dylan turns him down like a bedspread. Um, Basically says you're not worth my time. And Frank looks pissed as hell. As Marshall and uh, Marshall Dylan, Chester and Doc walk away. And we cut to commercial. When we return, Frank is back at the farmhouse. Now bear in mind. Apparently, this farmhouse is ten miles from Dodge, so every time he's showing up at the at the farmhouse, he's getting on his horse and riding ten miles. Um, life in old timey times was uh, slow and and a lot less pleasant. Uh, anyway, he he arrives at the ranch and starts just laying into Beulah. Basically, says, "Listen." Here's the solution. You gotta sell this fucking ranch and we're gonna move to Pueblo, Colorado. I actually just drove through Pueblo, Colorado. Um, I don't know what it was like in the 1800s, but it's all right now. Um, Some nice architecture, a bunch of dispensaries. Not important. Uh, Anyway, she says she can't sell the ranch. She promised her dead daddy that she would never leave the ranch and Frank responds by threatening to leave her, unless she sells it. Um, once again, she, she's able to push him off. She says, it'll be all right, everything's fine. Um, I've got everything under control, and also I'm gonna wear something hot to the dance tonight. So, as luck would have it, Marshall, Dylan, and Chester are also going to the dance. Uh, so we're gonna have everybody under one roof, finally. Marshall Dillon takes Miss Kitty and Chester gets sidetracked trying to get the boot polish off the collar of his white shirt. Um, He is definitely the comic relief. We're outside the dance and the two hit men are discussing their plan to deal with the Marshall Dillon problem. Um, One of them is going to go in and lure him out and the other one is going to hide in the bushes. Now, Marshall Dillon, Chester and Doc are sitting around talking inside and Chester tells Doc that basically he's a broke dick motherfucker and Doc says oh you you think you know so much check this out I can dance like a I can dance like a banshee and he ropes Miss Kitty in and the whole point of that story is that (laughs) while they're dancing it cuts back to Marshall Dylan and Chester and Chester makes a weed joke. Uh, he uh, he says that the dock looks like a grasshopper on loco weed. And honestly, I'm surprised that that was allowed by the censors in the 1950s. But there we go. Weed joke number one. Um, Frank and Bula then show up and Frank is still horny for murder. Um, he wants to shoot the marshal right now but Beulah again is able to talk him down credit to her and says just hold on everything will be fine everything will be fine um, I will note here that the dress she is wearing is nice um, I wouldn't call it sexy or revealing but it's a nice dress Now there's a commotion outside uh, as we're as we're looking at Beulah, and Frank and Chester and the marshal decide to go outside and and check it out. turns out some of the townsfolk have uh, decided to play a little game in which they take the bum and repeatedly dunk him in the horse trough. And this says a lot about our society and how we treat the uh, people that are are often viewed as less than people. You know, this moment was played for comic relief, but it's also um, uh, un- unpleasantly true, I would say, that frequently the unhoused or folks suffering from mental health crises, crises uh, are taken advantage of and fucked with in ways that are completely unacceptable. Anyway, our joke continues to play out. And uh, after they finish waterboarding him and get get their little party broken up, our yellow boots come back into play. The marshal notices that the bedraggled, soaking wet drunk is pouring water out of his boots, and he happens to notice that, hey, those boots are yellow, and hey, the heel pattern on that boot looks an awful lot like the heel pattern that we saw out by dead Leroy. So now, the marshal knows who the hitmen are. Um, the plot starts to come together now. Right as the marshal gets it figured out, as they have gone back inside and sort of downloaded about the, the information they've got, one of them walks up to the marshal and says, someone out back wants to see him. Uh, he wants to apologize for trying to kill him. This is a uh, not what I would call a convincing story, but it seems to work marshall agrees to go outside with him at the same time frank and beulah see the marshall and frank just cannot get rid of his murder boner and this time beulah can't stop him he heads outside and uh he is he is looking for blood so the marshall and welch are outside first and the marshal tells Welch that if anything goes wrong, he's going to get fucking waxed. And uh, it looks like the trap is about to be sprung. But instead, Frank pops up from behind and tries to get the jump on Marshal Dillon. But Marshal Dillon, of course, one shot, one kill. He just spins and lights the fuck up out of Frank. And then spins back around, and knocks out the dude waiting in the bushes. Two shots, two kills, at night, with a revolver. Preposterous, I would say. Um, it's all over in a couple of seconds. The hitman who survived starts spilling the beans about who hired them. He's trying to get out of his responsibility, but it doesn't work. He, he does get carted off to the prison. Doesn't get killed though, which is, uh, you know, a step up from his his partner. As uh, as he's getting hauled off, the rest of the party has showed up outside. You know, they hear a few gunshots. They come running. Beulah comes outside and she sees dead Frank. She starts to fall apart. The marshal, knowing what he knows really really leans on her a little bit in her moment of grief uh until she confesses that she did in fact put the hit out on her brother and on uh Marshall Dillon her last line is I guess I'll never get married now which um you know really says a lot about her priorities and that's it the episode is over literally we don't see the prison we don't have a wrap-up scene we just cut to the credits so what do we learn well we learned that it's okay to hit a woman, but also that women can be strong and independent women who can hire hitmen without the benefit of a husband. Uh, we also learned that Marshall Dillon is a sniper extraordinaire, Chris Kyle style, except for real, that dude deserved what he got. Uh, and that's gunsmoking, folks. Until we meet again. Subscribe to the podcast if you would. Uh, and if you enjoy watching or hearing someone hurt themselves for no real reason, subscribe to my Patreon. Um, Now let's get the heck out of Dodge.